my students today. I hope to answer your questions about electricity. Feed your minds with new information that although may seem at first strange and impossible, my work should hopefully prove to you that such things as impossible are merely pieces of a puzzle unsolved and waiting for the final piece. You see, as many of you know, the physicist Mr. Luigi Galvanis teaches you that electricity can flow through animal and bring life and through in my personal belief, I believe that such a thing is no more than a magic trick. It has led me to explore the possibility that energy may indeed be able to be stored and transferred. Uh, you're saying that such energy, such power could possibly be used globally to not only benefit a single body but a whole society forward into a modern age of technology? Precociously for years we have challenged and invested our time finding natural and chemical solutions to obtain and transfer energy, and no doubt my idea has similarities to other work. Furthermore, if we are to consider the natural solutions as the future, then why not start with metal, an object that can conduct power and heat? Why not electricity? Thank you, class. Enjoy the rest of your day. Well said, Professor. Very well said. Now, I might take some of your precious time if you don't mind, of course. I don't mind, my dear boy. But what is this about? You see, Professor, I think we may be able to help each other tremendously. Well, Senor Class, I noticed that your diagram you had two elements in mind, one being zinc and the other copper. Now, I would happily provide these for you, as I'm sure the department may be a struggle indeed to obtain such things due to budgets. But in order to give you these plates, I'm gonna need something in return. After all, the future doesn't wait for anyone.
<coughs> well, who, <coughs> well, who knew souffles would be so hard to make? It's at times like this. I wish Clara was here. So do I. Maybe she will teach us how to cook. Properly. I'll have you know, I've won Master Chef a few million times and never had anyone complain about my magnificent cooking. If that's the case, then why do we always eat out? Uh, maintenance reasons. Last week, the swimming pool flooded, and the kitchen, in case you've forgotten, took me 20 hours to export all that water back to the pool. Oh, well, where are we going today, Doctor? To see the very first train ever invented and witness it in all its glory. Really, Doctor, you think it's worth the time? I mean, not to be rude, but last time we tried to get me at an Anasetarian battleground being held captive until suddenly being rescued by a Roman legion who thought we were spies from a clan called Macbeth. Ah, so we had a slight hiccup. But so did Dorothy on the Yellow Brick Road, and Sarah Williams in the Labyrinth. But I'm sure we're not far from the Emerald City. It's just waiting over the horizon. Doctor, why is that a red flashlight? I'm afraid that flashing light, as you described it, means that our plans are down the well. There's an emergency temporal disturbance coming from 1774 in the University of Pavia, Italy. And I have dreadful feeling that I know exactly who's causing it. I do apologize for this, Arthur, but it seems that we need to pay an old friend a visit. Right, so if we place these with this area, we should hopefully conduct the electricity and be able to transfer it into my watch on the table with a constant velocity and a stable flow. But your watch, young man, won't it require the energy to be transmitted at the same frequency? Is it the core power source? Otherwise, the discharge of the particles may in fact not only disperse, but react and explode from the chemicals not being infused properly. The frequency of this device is no problem, Professor. As long as the energy is transferred correctly, everything should go according to plan. And then I'll finally be able to leave this ghastly planet and turn out What was that? Oh, nothing, Professor. Just pondering the greatness of your magnificent discovery. So what exactly are we looking for, Doctor? A yellow postbox? A person with two heads? Maybe even a metal dog that can talk? We're looking for a massive spike in electrical energy. And you know, it's funny you mention metal dog. Because <laughs> K-9 would be the perfect person for this. Oh well, guess we'll have to stick with the good old sonic screwdriver instead. This way, Arthur.
Hello, whoever you are out there. Something went terribly wrong. The stranger asked me to help him power his watch, but when the energy was transferred to it, something went wrong. I have a feeling it's the frequency. I warned him, but he didn't listen and continued anyway. You're absolutely right. They have forgotten to fix the coil lead and reattach the cooler pipe. Instead of transferring energy, it's leaking and the polarity of internal and external are colliding. Arthurwin, I say go grab that hammer and smash the device. Don't you dare break my only way out of here, Doctor. This is all your fault if you hadn't tricked me into walking down that time corridor. None of this would have happened. If you'd paid more attention in the Academy, maybe you would have remembered how to fix a Vortex Manipulator. Regardless, we have to smash it. Otherwise, you won't only have getting home to worry about, you'll instead have a Roman fleet, or worse, crash right through the wormhole you've created in this classroom. Ready, Arthur. Now! Thank you so much, my friend. I owe my life to you. I was almost sent into a whole other world when this crazy individual opened that hole into my classroom. Though they may have done a terrible thing, I will forgive them. We all make mistakes. And as I always tell my students, you must be ready to give up even the most attractive ideas when experiment shows them to be wrong. The language of experiments is more authoritative than any reasoning facts that can ratocination, not vice versa. I couldn't agree more, Alessandro. Science is beautiful, and it teaches us many things, especially to learn from our mistakes, and today of all today's work. Monk, I apologize for sending you down that corridor, no matter how funny I found it. And to make up for it, I would like to return you to the time and place of your TARDIS, if you will accept. I would absolutely love that. I'll go find your TARDIS right now. Where did you park it? Front or back of the university? No worries. I'll find it somehow. Who exactly are you, Mr. Not at all. My name is Alessandro Volta. I am a physicist here at Pavia University. And who are you, my young man? I am Arthur. Arthur Stone and the man next to me is the doctor. I'm afraid it's time for me and my friends to go. But just before we do, that idea you have at the moment about electricity, I think you're onto something there, Professor. The future needs you. Never stop dreaming. I won't. And thank you again, Doctor. And you, Arthur Stone.
non-essential guy. He's important. What did he do? His name is Professor Alessandro Volta, and he does something absolutely incredible. He invents, although he doesn't know it, the very first battery in history. He was one of science's founding fathers of physics, and still to this day, the world and the universe are still learning new things because of his discovery. Even after his passing in 1827, two scientists discover more elements for the periodic table based on his voltaic pile. That's amazing, Doctor. Indeed it is, Arthur. Indeed it is.